Hello and welcome to Bayes Journalism. It's your boy Terrell and this is the Oval Office Edition. Back here for another episode. Uh, this episode of the Oval Office Edition, we will be going into the first debate, first presidential debate. Uh, it was September 29th and that was obviously between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And we're going to get right into it. Uh, it's a pretty long debate, so we uh, cut it down a little bit. So we're just going to go just over the highlights and the good shit. Because it was a lot of dumb shit and banter. And it was a lot to get into. So let's, let's get right into it. This music kills me. <laughs> So they started off with this question. Our first subject is the Supreme Court. President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney Barrett over the weekend to succeed the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the Senate's to consider a nominee to the court. Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the President and Republicans to jam through on an appointment and what you call an abuse of power. My first question to both of you tonight, why are you right in the argument you make and your opponent wrong, and where do you think a Justice Barrett would take the court? I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate, we have the White House, and we have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all, top, top academic, uh, good in every way, good in every way. So quick recap here. The question was about the new Supreme Court justice that they're uh, trying to put in to replace Ruth Ginsburg. Um, they asked Trump about this woman and his answer is she's very respected which is great i mean I, I i feel like being respected is something that you would want for this position um highly educated uh, i mean i think that's a criteria for for supreme court justice i hope everyone is highly educated and then good in every way what does that even mean i, I don't think i've ever met anyone that's been good in every way but let's get back into it. In fact, uh, some of her biggest endorsers are very liberal people from Notre Dame and other places. So, Ah, so her endorsers are from Notre Dame. That means she must be good in every way. I get it now. At first, I was pretty skeptical about her, you know, taking this position. But now that I know that she has endorsements from the fighting Irish, then yeah, throw in there. For the rest of her fucking life. I think she's going to be fantastic. We have plenty of time. Uh, even if we did it after the election itself. I have a lot of time after the election, as you know. The American people have a right to have a say in who the Supreme Court nominee is. And that say occurs when they vote for a United States senators and when they vote for the President of the United States. They're not going to get that chance now because we're in the middle of an election already. The election has already started. Tens of thousands of people have already voted. And so the thing that should happen is we should wait. We should wait and see what the outcome of this election is. Now, as good as that sounds, we technically don't have to do that. I mean, that doesn't have to happen. I don't know if that's unfair 
or not because these republicans are already in office so it's not technically unfair um the issue is the real problem is that these people that are serving are serving for life like they're in there until they die pretty much or retire so you have people that are older and a little disconnected and it's like there's people in their 70s and 80s like why are you still working bro go enjoy the rest of your life like you should not be making laws just like you can't be a president for your entire life or a senator or whatever the fuck you should not be able to have this position for your entire life. There has to be a 10-year cap or something. After after 70, you should not be involved with this, you know? You could be a consultant. You could still get your bread, work a couple times a week, and be a consultant. You don't, got, you don't have to be involved in this. Like, you, I don't want people that's 80, about to be 90 years old, making our laws. It just doesn't feel right. Because that's the only way the American people get to express their view is by who they elect as president and who they elect as vice president. Okay, let's go to the next question. In which the Trump administration, along with 18 state attorneys general, are seeking to overturn that's right. Obamacare, to end Obamacare. You have spent the last... Because they want to give good health care. If I may ask uh, my question, sir. Good health care. Over uh, the last four years, you have promised to repeal and replace Obamacare, but you have never in these four years come up with a plan, a comprehensive plan yes, to I replace have. Obamacare. Of course I have. Well, I'll I give got you rid of the individual finish, mandate. I'm going to give you Excuse an opportunity. Me. I got I... rid of the individual mandate, which was a that big chunk of Obamacare. That is absolutely a big thing. That was the worst I, I part of Obamacare. Sir. Now, this part I was pretty interested in because I personally had to pay for Obamacare out of pocket due to the individual mandate and the shit was expensive i was not a fan of it i am not a fan of being forced to have to pay <laughs> for health care um so i i do understand that part of it and i do agree that that part sucked of obamacare but that is not a plan like getting rid of an individual mandate is not a plan that has nothing to do with your actual health care you're just saying everybody doesn't have to get it Chris, well, that was the worst part me. of Obama. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular Vice, aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like and you we to, will protect Mr. people. President, I'm the moderator agencies. of this debate, and I would like you to let me ask my question, and then you can answer your question. You, in the course of these four years, have never come up with a comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare, and just this last Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to protect people with pre-existing conditions five days before this debate. So my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? Right. Well, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him, but that's okay. I'm not surprised. Let me just tell you something. that <laughs> There's nothing symbolic. I'm cutting drug prices. I'm going with favored nations, which no president has the courage to do because you're going against big pharma. Drug prices will be coming down 80 or 90 percent. You could have done it during your 47-year period in government, but you didn't do it. Nobody's done it. One thing about Trump, he's good at selling a dream. He makes everything sound good, but he's not really saying anything. He says he's going to cut the cost of, of medicine, which is what everyone wants, obviously, because we have the fucking highest health care fucking service in the world. We pay the most for medicine anywhere in the fucking world. So, of course, we want that. But he doesn't say how because he doesn't really have a plan of how. He says we're going to get fucking 
favorite nations and that's actually a good plan like i i wish that he actually put this in his plan because outsourcing of medicine makes makes more sense because if you're going to charge so much here you might as well get it for cheaper from other places i mean america has been getting their drugs from other countries for decades now so you might as well just do it legally and the fact that drugs or medicine here costs fucking 10 times as much as it does if you cross the border makes no sense so that does make sense if he actually had a plan of how it would work not to mention i mean i'm not a trump supporter but i'm pretty sure trump's whole campaign coming into this was about how he would be bringing jobs to america and now he's saying that he's going to give governments the ability to get medicine from other countries so something there i mean i i actually do like that approach though of getting the medicine from other places but if i was a trump supporter it's kind of contradicting yourself but uh let's just get back to the craziness so we're cutting health care all of the things that we've done insulin i give you an example insulin it's going to it was destroying families destroying people the cost I'm getting it for so cheap. It's like water. You want to know the truth? So cheap. Now, technically, this is true. Like, at first when I heard this, I was like, oh, this, this motherfucker is just saying some wild shit. He just, he just get insulin like water. But I looked it up, and insulin is really cheap. It's like cents. But the the dispenser is what costs hundreds of dollars. So the actual insulin is, I guess, like water. But you have to... You can't just put it in your body. So the dispenser is what they're charging hundreds of hundred dollars for, which is the, the part that's the bullshit. Because you could get them for way cheaper, like they do it at plenty of other countries, millions of other people, hundreds of thousands of whatever other people that are taking insulin are doing it for way cheaper than we are. But let's get back to the debate. Take a look at all of the drugs that what we're doing, prescription drug prices. We're going to allow our governors now to go to other countries to buy drugs okay. because pretty sure governors have been buying drugs from other countries for a long long time when they fact, pay just a I, tiny fraction as I say, this is open discussion no, let me ask you about, big, let me, this you'll is be happy, big stuff sir you'll be happy i'm about to pick up on one of your points to ask the vice president which is he points out that you would like to add a public option to Obamacare, and yes. the argument that he makes and other Republicans make is that that is going to end private insurance it is and not. well <laughs> I ask you the question. It will not end. What your party says, by the way. It will end private insurance and create a government takeover of health care. It does it not. It's only that. for those people who are so poor they qualify for Medicaid. They can get that free in most states, except governors who want to deny people who are poor Medicaid. Anyone who qualifies for Medicare would. Excuse me, Medicaid would automatically be enrolled in the public option. The vast majority of the American people would still not be in that option. Number one. So you agree with Bernie now, Sanders, I, I, far I, left, on the manifesto, when, when you, we call it. Manifesto. That gives you socialized medicine. Look, hey, Are I, you I'm not going to listen to him. The fact of the matter is, I beat Bernie Sanders. Not by I'm, much. I, I beat him a whole hell of a lot. I'm not here, I'm here standing facing Pocahontas you, Pocahontas would have left well, two days early. You, you would have lost every primary. All he knows how to do Super is hurt. Tuesday. You got Look, very lucky. here's the deal. I got very lucky. I'm going to get very lucky tonight as well. And tonight I'm Okay, so we're going to skip over uh, all this because there's a lot of just like bullshit back and forth talk, um, which is a trend in this debate. I'm pretty sure Trump's team told 
Trump, or Trump might have even came up with this on his own, that just just talk over Biden. Just talk your shit over Biden. See if he gets frazzled. and uh, Because he knows that his supporters, are they love that shit. They love the controversial shit. I mean, if you as we go on, I'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. But he, he'd rather just talk shit than actually talk about the things that's actually going on and the question that he's actually asked. The second subject is COVID-19, which is an awfully serious subject, so let's try to be serious about it. We have had more than 7 million cases of coronavirus in the United States, and more than 200,000 people have died. Even after we produce a vaccine, experts say that it could be months or even years before we come back to anything approaching normal. My question for both of you is based on what you have said and done so far and what you have said you would do starting in 2021, why should the American people trust you more than your opponent to deal with this public health crisis going forward? In this case, the question goes to you first, sir. Two minutes uninterrupted. Good luck. 200,000 dead. As you said, over 7 million infected in the United States. We, in fact, have 5%, 4% of the world's population, 20% of the deaths. 40,000 people a day are contracting COVID. In addition to that, about between 750 and 1,000 people a day are dying. When he was presented with that number, he said, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because you are who you are. That's why it is. The president has no plan. He hasn't laid out anything. He knew all the way back in February how serious this crisis was. He knew it was a deadly disease. What did he do? He's on tape is acknowledging he knew it. He said he didn't tell us or give people a warning of it because he didn't want to panic the American people. Now, if I were Biden, this is when I really would expose Trump because he lied a lot about this whole COVID shit. Like, think about from the beginning. How many lies he's told us. I think some of them might not have been lies. I think a lot of it he just doesn't. He just didn't have the information. And he's the type of person that just doesn't follow up correctly. He just reads stuff that he retweet. That people retweet. So I don't think he lied about everything. But he definitely lied about a good number of things. And this is when Biden should have really exposed him. I mean he talked about it. You know that he was caught saying that. He knew earlier and all that. He should have exploited that. I mean, that's a huge thing. Like, a lot of people fucking died. And you knowing it earlier means that you could have changed things by doing actions earlier. So he definitely should have exposed that. He should expose the fact that this motherfucker just been saying anything. He told us that it was going to go away when it gets warmer. And that it was fucking going to be good by Easter. Actually, I think he does touch on that. But it's like come on bro you, you gotta exploit this man because he, he was telling us a lot of bullshit and now we talking about at least next year you don't panic he panicked in addition to that what did he do he went in and he we were insisting that the chinese the, the people we had on the ground in china should be able to go to wuhan and determine for themselves how dangerous this was he did not even ask Xi to do that. He told us what a great job Xi was doing. He said we owe him a debt of gratitude for being so transparent with us. And what did he do then? He then did nothing. He, he waited and waited and waited. He still doesn't have a plan. 
he clearly doesn't have a plan. I mean, pretty much he's just letting the governors do their own thing and just see which one works. And then he probably take one of theirs because he clearly does not have a plan. I fucking went from New York to Florida in July. This is like after, this is like when New York was the epicenter and then they were just getting good. They were getting better. Like New York was on a decrease and then Florida was on the increase. So I've been in the epicenter of the COVID in the world pretty much in two locations. And we drove down and every state, you know, we stopped at different states, whatever. And every state, COVID is different. Like COVID means something different in different states. COVID in New York is not the same as COVID in Florida. It means something totally different. It's not even the same thing. And that's because there's no plan. There is no structure here. I laid out Sir, back in March so, exactly so what wrong. we should be doing. And I laid out again in July what we should be doing. We should be providing all the protective gear possible. We should be providing the money the House has passed in order to be able to go out and get people the help they need to keep their businesses open. Open schools that cost a lot of money. You should get out of your bunker and get out of the sand trap and get in, in your golf course and go in the Oval Office and bring together the Democrats and Republicans and fund what needs to be done now to save lives. So if wait, we wait, would have listened wait, to wait, you... you have two minutes, sir. If we would have listened to you... The country would have been left wide open. Millions of people would have died. Not For Trump's case here, this is a tough question because Trump is the only one that experienced COVID, obviously, as far as being a president. So, so everything that he's going to say about Biden pretty much is going to be fictional. There's no way that could be true. There's no way he could prove that, that this is going to be true. So they just said, hey, since it's going to be something that it can be proven you might as well just be extreme so he's saying that 200,000 people died under his watch but millions would have died underneath biden's watch like come on so people that follow him like damn you really saved us then even though there's no proof that millions of people would have died, there's no way to even prove that. There's nothing like that's just a bullshit. He could have just said billions. He should have just said billions of people. It, it would have been the same thing. 200,000 and one person is too much. It's China's fault. It should have never happened. They stopped it from going in, but it was China's fault. And by the way, when you talk about numbers, you don't know how many people died in China. You don't know how many people died in Russia. You don't know how many people died in India. They don't exactly give you a straight count just so you. But we do know how many people died in America, and right now it's over 200,000. You understand. But if you look at what we've done, I closed it, and you said he's xenophobic. He's a racist, and he's xenophobic. Because you it's didn't think I should have closed our country. Wait, Wait a minute. Says two minutes. You didn't think we should have closed our country because you thought it was too, it was terrible. You wouldn't have closed it for another two months. By my doing it early, in fact, Dr. Fauci said, President Trump saved thousands of lives. Many of you, a Democrat governor, said President Trump did a phenomenal job. We worked with the governor. Oh, really? Go take a look. The governor said I did a phenomenal job. Most of them said that. Most of them did not say that. In fact, people that would not be necessarily on my side said that. President Trump did a phenomenal job. We did. We got the gowns. We got the masks. We made the ventilators. You wouldn't have made ventilators. And now Once again, Trump is going back to things that can't be proven. There's no way that he could prove what Biden would have did. 
I mean, what he's saying actually doesn't even make sense, though. Because he's saying, I mean, let forget Biden. Let's say anyone was a president, let alone Biden. Let's say anyone was a president. And there was a COVID situation, and we didn't have gowns and masks, and we didn't have ventilators. You try to tell me that Biden or anyone would have been like, no, don't get these masks for these nurses. Don't get these ventilators. Like, come on. Who, who wouldn't have did that? And what baffles my mind is that there are millions of people that follow this man that see stuff or hear stuff like this. And they're like, yeah, Biden wouldn't have got the gowns. Like, come on. <laughs> now we're weeks away from a vaccine. We're doing therapeutics already. Fewer people are dying when they get sick. Far fewer people are dying. We've done a great job. You have not done a great job. There's over 200,000 people that are dead. That is not a great job. Plain and simple. I mean, we, we have, what, one quarter, what? one one fifth of of all the deaths in the world for the most part is like you have not done a great job at all the only thing i haven't done a good job and that's because of the fake news no matter what you say to them they give you bad press on it. it's just fake news they give you good press they give me bad press because that's the way it is unfortunately but let me just tell you something i don't care i've gotten used to it but i'll tell you joe you could never have done the job that we did you don't have it in your blood you could have never done that job what exactly does Trump have in his blood that makes him able to do the job better than Biden? That that confuses me. But before we get to the other uh, question in this debate, the next question, um, just a recap of all the COVID situation that happened actually right after this. Probably what Trump had in his blood was COVID because he had fucking COVID. He tested positive for COVID like three days after this fucking debate. So he probably had the shit during this. And a bunch of other government officials and White House staff members, his wife even tested positive for it too as well. So he definitely wasn't doing that great of a job. Also, talking about the vaccines, after this debate, Johnson and Johnson had to stop the production of their vaccine because someone that they tested got a, a illness, an unknown illness. And it's like, obviously, y'all not doing a great job. It doesn't sound like y'all doing a great job. Not to mention, Johnson and Johnson, aren't they being sued by a lot of people for causing cancer with baby powder? Like, are those the people that you want to get this vaccine going? Like, <laughs> we got to rethink some shit. I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job Well, you done. didn't do very well in swine flu. H1N1, you were a disaster. Your own chief 14, staff said 000, you were a disaster. 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was a no very economic recession. You made a point. Let him answer it. And there was no one. There's no. We didn't shut down the economy. This is his economy that's being he shut down. The reason it's shut down is because, look. All right, I'm going to stop it right there because Biden goes on a big spiel about uh, people that lost people, family members, and, and COVID. But the fact that Trump brings up H1N1, which was serious and people did die, but the comparison doesn't make sense because, like he said, the disease isn't the same. So like the casualties or well, not casualties i don't i don't think that's right the people that died um I, the numbers are different the uh the fatality rate is is different for both of them and it's like i don't think i missed one day of work from from h1n1 and i fucking 
<laughs> we've been closed down for the last seven months for for this so it's hard to compare it and he knows that that's why he said oh it's not the same like we all know it's not the same thing so how can you compare it especially when i could see if we we had to shut down and then i mean honestly this is a valid point of what obama has been saying that he left the trump administration a blueprint on how to deal with these very situations and it's like as soon as soon as trump came into office obviously he got rid of a lot of these things because it just had obama's name associated with it and he hates anything that has his name associated especially in the white house so he just got rid of it but these things were put into place for this exact situation and maybe if they were in place maybe we would have handled it better when it comes to these debates i feel like there's certain times where biden could really hone in on certain issues especially against trump and he just doesn't do it it's like i feel like he takes that high road sometimes but it, or he's focused on certain points that he thinks they're important but this there's a plenty of times throughout this debate and the future debates that he's he just leaves it open like he just leaves certain parts open where biden should just exploit because these things already happen like he should talk more about the the people that have died obviously he talks about that but the way that he's mishandled the entire country how how there's no real structure how every state is different it's like these things should be talked about because this is the real proof trump has no no issue at all going after biden and and biden doesn't is trying to take the high road and and america doesn't like the high road i mean we're not a high road type of country <laughs> throughout these debates and and just the entire campaign biden's whole thing is winning over the country he's even in a debate he's he says you know i'm talking to american people and and at the same time trump is just talking about biden so it's like Biden tried to win over everybody. He tried to win over black people. He tried to win over Hispanics. He tried to win over women. Like, if you love your vagina, vote for Biden. Like, he's he tried to win over millions and mil millions of people. And then Trump is just really just trying to beat Biden. That's his only goal, just to beat Biden. He's not trying to win over everybody. He just tried to make sure that you know that he's better than Biden. And sadly, that's how things work here. I mean, Trump's entire campaign was him being the anti-politician. You know, he he's different from everybody else that's been screwing you over, and that's how he gained his his fan base for the most part. That's where the MAGA and all that came from. It's like you know, you, we've seen that politicians have been shitty for decades, and I'm different than them, which he is, but not in a good way. <laughs> And Biden is a prototypical politician. He's been in politics for what, like 50 years or some shit. He's 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 been a vice president, all this. So it's like, all right, this is exactly what I'm gonna do. I mean, Hillary was the same. She's been in politics for 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 decades. So he pretty much just attacks them and just tells people that, hey, I'm better than them. They they've proven that they've done nothing. <laughs> And then people are like, oh, yeah, they, they haven't done shit. We hate them. And then he's like, well, then you might as well vote for me. And then that's how he gets his following. But Biden, in this case, and Hillary, too, they're, on the other hand, they have to, like, try to convince everyone. They're like, hey, I mean, even though I was not in charge, but not, not the president, but even though I had a significant job before, maybe I'm different now. And that's how he's able to to dig in on them. President Trump, you have begun 
to increasingly question the effectiveness of masks as a disease preventer. And in fact, recently you have cited the, the issue of, of waiters touching their masks and touching plates. Are you questioning no, the, I think the, the masks efficacy are okay. of, of You have masks? to understand, if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on it, you know, when I think I need it. Tonight, as an example, everybody's had a test and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to, but I Just wear like masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have. To, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. Now, one of those people that were on that stage, one of those three people that were on that stage, tested positive for COVID within, what, 72 hours? And it wasn't the person that got clowned for wearing a big-ass mask. So, maybe we should be wearing masks. Maybe that should be something that everyone should be doing. Well, mask, mask make a big difference. His own head of the CDC said if we just wore masks between now, if there, everybody wore masks in social distance between now and January, we'd probably save up to 100,000 lives. It matters. And they've also it said matters. the opposite. So you try to tell me that health professionals were like, nah, we don't need these masks. Let's just let COVID sprinkle around. Like what? They've and also said no, no serious person said the opposite. They've no said, well, serious right, person. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci said the opposite. He did not I, I say the opposite. We got he a little bit more than a minute left. In he did say that we shouldn't wear masks. That was like in March, though. Like I think like March 8th, a week before the actual shutdown. And he said multiple times since then, months before this debate, that we should be wearing masks. But he's going to, well, he, as in Trump, is just going to point out something that he said back in March when we didn't even know what the fuck was going on. President Trump, you say we are in a V-shaped recovery. Vice President Biden, you say it's more of a K-shape. What difference does that mean to the American people in terms of the economy? President Trump, in this segment, you go first. So we built the greatest economy in history. We closed it down because of the China plague. When the plague came in, we closed it down, which was very hard psychologically to do. He didn't think we should close it down, and he was wrong. And again, two million people would be dead now instead of Still, 204,000 people is too much. One person is too much. Should have never happened from China. But what happened is we closed it down and now we're reopening and we're doing record business. We had 10.4 million people in a four month period that we've put back into the workforce. That's a record the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. Well, yes, that's a record because there hasn't been anything close to this in about a hundred years. So obviously, these are going to be record numbers. There were 20 million people on unemployment in May. So 10 million is only half. And a lot of this that he's acting like he just created a bunch of jobs are just people that are going back to the jobs that they've had for years and years. I mean... I, for example, work in the gym, so gyms were closed down. So everyone that worked in gyms in New York for months were unemployed. When gyms opened back up, they went back to their job. That has nothing to do with anything that Trump did. I mean, it's just people going back to their job. And he wants to close down the, he will shut it down again. He will destroy this country. You know, a lot of people between drugs and alcohol and depression, when you start shutting it down, you take a look at what's happening in some of your Democrat run states where they have these tough shutdowns. And I'm telling you, it's because they don't want to open it. One of them came out last week. You saw that. Oh, we're going to open up on November 9th. Why November 9th? Because it's after the election. They think they're hurting us. 
by keeping them closed. They're hurting people. People know what to do. They can social distance. They can wash the hands. They can wear masks. They can do whatever they want. But they got to open these states up. When you look at North Carolina, when you look and these governors are under siege, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and a couple of others, you got to open these states up. It's not fair. You're talking about almost it's like being in prison. And you look at what's going on with divorce. Look at what's going on with alcoholism and drugs. It's a very, very sad thing. And he'll close down the whole country. This guy will close down the whole country and destroy our country. Now, this is where it gets tough because I personally think that we should be opening up. I mean, not fully, obviously, but you should do it with precautions. The issue is that there's no control here so if they do open up everything different states have different rules so some places they might not have mass mandatory or whatever the case might be and that should be in place and that's what biden is talking about if you're going to open up make sure everyone has masks like mass should be mandatory at this point and you should slowly open things up i mean i live in new york where things are are restricted but at the same time the deaths have been going down like we've seen the most deaths of any other state and the numbers have been going down due to these precautions so it's kind of hard to be like yeah let's open things up when you see other places that are opened up and the cases are going up as well which he doesn't talk about because most of those states are states that fuck with him because uh, mr vice president your economic plan if you were to be elected president, uh, focuses a lot on big government, big taxes, big spending. I want to focus first on the taxes. You propose more than $4 trillion over a decade in new taxes on individuals making more than $400,000 a year and on corporations. President Trump says that that kind of an increase in taxes is going to hurt the economy as it's just coming out of a recession. Well, just take a look at what is the the analysis done by Wall Street firms, points out that my, my economic plan would create 7 million more jobs than his in four years, number one. And number two, it would create an additional $1 trillion in economic growth because it would be about buying American. That we have to, we're going to make this federal government spend $600 billion here on everything from ships to steel to buildings and the like. And under my proposal, we're going to make sure that every penny of that has to be made by a company. But, but respectfully, in sir, I'm talking about. Every politician says that. I mean, Trump said the same thing. That was his whole thing when he wanted to come in. It's like he's going to bring jobs back to America, buy America, making America great again. Every politician says the same shit. They want to bring jobs to America. They want to bring manufacturing to America, all that shit. And then when they come into office, it's a totally different story because they realize how much money that they would lose by doing that. About taxes, not spending. Oh, well, by the way, I'm going to eliminate a significant number of the tax. I'm going to make the... the the corporate tax, 28%. It shouldn't be 21%. You have 19 company, 91 companies, federal, I mean, in the Fortune 500, who don't pay a single penny in tax, making billions of dollars. Why didn't you do it billions before of dollars? you were vice president because, with Obama? Because you, in fact, passed that. Few good points here. One, when Biden says that he wants to tax these billionaire companies, I'm all for that shit. If I'm paying my taxes yo ass should be too so i'm fully with that shit and it would just increase the economy i mean like if you're making billions you should be paying these taxes that's one 
Secondly, Trump is correct when he says that you didn't do this before because he didn't. He allowed this shit to happen. Billionaires has, haven't been paying taxes for a very long time. And he knew that even when he was the senator. He just didn't give a shit. So now all of a sudden he has to act like he gives a shit because he's trying to get our votes. That was right. your I tax got, proposal. I got it done. And you know what happened? Yeah, you got it done. Our economy boomed and like the, it's and never the, boomed. The economy oh, is uh, Mr. Busted. President, let, let me, me wait, no, let me, Mr. President, let me pick up on that. You would continue your free market approach, lower taxes, more deregulation, correct? Not lower taxes than American people. But, but, but let me, Excuse me. But in, but in Obama's, you talk about the economy booming, it turns out that in Obama's final three years as president, more jobs were created, a million and a half more jobs than in the first three years of your presidency. They had the slowest recovery since 19, economic recovery since 1929. They had the slowest recovery because they were coming off a recession. So that actually does make sense. And you could see how Trump just totally flipped that whole thing because what the moderator said it's facts there were more jobs within those three the last three years than it was in his first three years but of course he's not going to talk about that not to mention that he's using the momentum from those three years from the obama administration to go into his administration and that is part of the reason why the unemployment rate was so low under him especially before covid the unemployment rate was consistently going down even before he got there. So once he took over, it just continued to go on the rate that it was already going on. It was the slowest recovery. Also, they took over something that was down here. All you had to do is turn on the lights and you pick up a lot. But they had the well, slowest yeah. economic recovery since 1929. Let me tell you about the stock market. When the stock market goes up, that means jobs. It also means 401ks. If you got in, if you ever became president with your ideas, you want to terminate my tax, my taxes, I, I'll tell you what, you'll lose half of the companies that have poured in here will leave and plenty half of companies, companies that are already here. They'll leave from other places. Have they will leave and you will have a depression the likes of which you've never seen. Look, Trump grades everything on the stock market. So that's where he goes for all his bullshit. And that's where he grades where he's at. Whereas he's not looking at the actual people how the people live i mean people aren't living off the fucking stock market and even if you do have jobs if you have fucking a job and they're not paying you enough to survive then then what does that what does that even mean i mean that's why people have three jobs you're working fucking 60 hours a week doing three jobs just to pay your rent but hey you know the unemployment rating is down all right so let's go to some questions about black people the issue of race. Vice President Biden, you say that President Trump's response to the violence in Charlottesville three years ago when he talked about very fine people on both sides was what directly led you to launch this run for president. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm calling bullshit on this, but... President Trump, you have often said that you believe you have done more for black Americans than any president with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. My question for the two of you is why should voters trust you rather than your opponent to deal with the race issues facing this country over the next four years? Vice President Biden, you go first. It's about equity and equality. It's about decency. It's about the Constitution. And we have never walked away from trying to require equity for everyone, equality for the whole of America. But we've never accomplished it, but we've never walked away from it like he has done. 
It is true. The reason I got in the race is when those people, close your eyes, remember what those people look like coming out of the fields carrying torches, their veins bulging, spewing, just spewing anti-Semitic bile and accompanied by the Ku Klux Klan. A young woman got killed. And they asked the president what he thought. He said there were very fine people on both sides. Yeah, I closed my eyes and I thought about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm calling bullshit on this. Um, I mean, it, it was a serious thing that happened in Charlottesville. And it was fucked up. And I thought it was very fucked up. But it's not even the most racist shit that I've encountered or seen in, in my life. You know, <laughs> it's probably in the top five, but in the lower five. So all of a sudden, this this is what drew the line for Biden. This one made him say, you know what? I need to be president. Come on. No president has ever said anything like that. It is now second, sir. Second point I'd make to you is that when Floyd was killed, when Mr. Floyd was killed, there was a peaceful protest in front of the White House. What did he do? He came out of his bunker, had the military to use tear gas on him so he could walk across to a church and hold up a Bible. And then what happened after that? The bishop of that very church said that it was the disgrace. The general who was with him said he all he, all he ever wants to do is divide people, not unite people at all. Trump has pretty much shown no remorse for any black people, especially during this whole George Floyd situation. He's pretty much deflected any kind of questions or anything when it comes to it. If they ask him about Black Lives Matter or anything of that sort, he just talks about things that he heard, like bad things that you've heard about, instead of the actual shit that's going on. He, I don't think he's ever even talked about George Floyd, honestly. President Trump, you have two minutes. Why should Americans trust you over your opponent to deal with racism? He did a crime bill, 1994 where you call them super predators, African-Americans, super predators, and they've never forgotten it. They've never forgotten it, Joe. No, no, sir, it's his two minutes. So you did that, and they call you a super predator, and I'm letting people out of jail now. No, Biden said some fucked up shit about black people, but he didn't actually say the super predator thing. I think that was actually Hillary. Um, She's fucked up, too. But um, I, I don't think that was Biden. But he did say some fucked up shit. I mean, Trump has, too. There's, no, there's a lot of shit about Trump saying a lot of fucked up shit about black people and many other races and ethnicities and religion. And when it comes to getting these people out of jail that he's claiming, I'm pretty sure that Meek Mill and Kim Kardashian have done more of <laughs> more of a job getting these people out of jail than Trump actually has. You have treated the African-American population community, you have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country. You did the 1990, and that's why, if you look at the polls, I'm doing better than any Republican has done in a long time, because they saw what you did. You call them super predators, and you've called them worse than that, because you look back at your testimony over the years, you've called them a lot worse than that, as far as the church is concerned, and as far as the generals are concerned. We just got the support of 200 mil, 250 military leaders and generals. Total support. Law enforcement, almost every law enforcement group in the United States. I have Florida. I have Texas. I have Ohio. I have, every. excuse me, Portland. The sheriff just came out today and he said, I support President Trump. I don't think you have any law enforcement. You can't even say the word law enforcement because if you say those words, you're going to lose all of your radical left supporters. 
All right, so I'm going to stop this here just because the question was about black people. And then obviously Trump likes to go away from that because he doesn't like to talk about black people that often because he's a racist. So he usually just likes to talk about other shit. So now he's going to just talk about uh, police departments and all the other bullshit. And uh, the Portland police chief or whatever the fuck they have there that the leader of the of the cops there they came out and he came out and actually said right after this that he didn't say that he doesn't fuck with trump so him saying that he has the support of all the cops is, is bullshit and he just keeps going on about other shit that's not related to the question so let's get back to the actual question vice president biden after the grand jury in the brianna taylor case decided not to charge any of the police with homicide you said it raises the question quote whether justice could be equally applied in america do you believe that there is a separate but unequal system of justice for blacks in this country yes there is there's systemic injustice in this country in education and work and in in law enforcement and the and the way in which it's enforced i fully agree with biden here and the reason why he knows about systemic racism is because he helped enforce the shit. Like literally that 1994 bill that Trump was just talking about is a huge example of systemic racism. It was a bill that was passed solely for minorities. Like, I mean, he, he's pretty much helped blueprint the shit. Of course he knows about it. He knows about it because he was involved in this shit. When, and by the way, violence in response is never appropriate. Never appropriate. Peaceful protest is. Violence is never appropriate. All right, Mr. What is peaceful President, protest? When they run through the middle President, of the town President Trump, and burn down President your stores Trump, and kill people President all over Trump, the place? That and you is say not peaceful, peaceful protest. Trump, no, it's I'm not, not asking. but you say it is. The they that he's talking about in this, I'm guessing, are black people. And uh, the fact of the matter is, there's been thousands of protests since this George, George Floyd situation, like thousands. In, in just New York City alone, there's been hundreds, like literally hundreds in New York City alone. So I know there's been thousands throughout the, the country and very few of them have been violent, especially after like the first week of the George Floyd situation. There's been hundreds, thousands of protests that have been peaceful protests, yet he only talks about the very small percentage of the ones that have been violent. Why? Well, I'm pretty sure we all know why. Trump, I'd like to continue with yes, the issue sir, of race. Please. I promise we're going to get to the issue of law and order please. in a moment. Fine. This month, your administration uh, directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Why did you decide to do that, to end racial sensitivity training? And do you believe that there is systemic racism in this country, sir? I ended it because it's racist. I ended it because a lot of people were complaining that they were asked to do things that were absolutely insane, that it was a radical a revolution that was taking place in our military. So white people were asked to take a course on racial sensitivity and they were like, hey, this is a little too crazy for me. Uh, in our schools all over the place and you know it and so does what, everybody what, what else radical, and he would know what is oh, radical totally about racist. racial sensitivity training sir. if you were a certain person you had no status in life it was sort of a reversal and if now listen to how he explains this if you were a certain person 
you had no status in life. It was sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we were paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach very bad ideas and frankly, very sick ideas. And, and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. We have to go back to the core values of this country. They were teaching people that our country is a horrible place. It's a racist place. And they were teaching people to hate our country. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the core values of America is racism. I mean, that's how America was pretty much put together. You could randomly pick any 10 year span within American history and it's flooded with racism from black people to Asians to the Mexicans to no matter where it is it was, this country has been full of racism so when he says core values it's like isn't the core values racism isn't that kind of what this country is built around there's literally no point in American history where there wasn't racism but let's dive into the good stuff. They don't want to accept the National Guard. You have repeatedly we criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to specifically do, that, do it? Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing not from the right wing. So what are you, what are you, you, look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call him what do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right proud boys. Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. This motherfucker is racist. Obviously, he doesn't even want to say white supremacist. He can't. That's, that's his boys. That's his family. That's his friend. He can't even say it. And so he said the Proud Boys, and then he said the stand back and stand down, which doesn't mean stop. It just means hold off. <laughs> you want to have your chance just hold off for right now i'm not even going to finish up with this because he starts talking about antifa even though the question was about black people he every time the question is about a black person or or racism or anything close to anything black besides barack obama he just talks about anything else so i can't even i'm not even going to continue he talks about antifa and all other bullshit so now i'm going to end this up with global warming. I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. The forest fires in the West are raging now. They have burned millions of acres. They have displaced hundreds of thousands of people. When state officials there blame the fires on climate change, Mr. President, you said, I don't think the science knows. Over your four years, you have pulled the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accord. You have rolled back a number of Obama environmental records. What do you believe about the science of climate change? And what will you do in the next four years to confront it? I want crystal clean water and air. I want beautiful, clean air. We have now the lowest carbon. If you look at our numbers right now, we are doing phenomenally. But I haven't destroyed our businesses. Our businesses aren't put out of commission. 
well for one the main reason why the water and everything is so much clearer now is because of a thing called covid and during the pandemic people literally were shut down for the first time in a hundred years and that's why it was better in china and it was better in italy it's not like you put in a great plan which caused the clean air and the clean water it's because we had COVID and we had to be inside for a long time and we couldn't fly and we couldn't drive and do all the other bullshit that causes all this pollution. If you look at the Paris Accord, it was a disaster from our standpoint. And people are actually very happy about what's going on because our businesses are doing well. I don't know what people are happy about this shit, but this shit is actually pretty scary. I mean, this whole global warming thing is a real thing. I don't care if you believe in science or not. I don't understand how you could deny everything that we've seen in the last, what, 10, 20 years at least? Like, this is a real thing. And for a person to, to just deny this, it's pretty scary. We're at the point here where Trump is literally putting businesses and money over our lives, our livelihood. I mean earth is being destroyed in front of our eyes whether we like it or not and it's like you could ignore it and just try to get as much money as you can or you could change things here and try to save lives as far as the fires are concerned you need forest management in addition to everything else the forest floors are loaded up with trees dead trees that are years old and they're like tinder and leaves and everything else you drop a cigarette in there the whole forest burns down you've got to have forest management what do you you've believe got to have cuts. what do you believe about the science of climate change sir uh, i believe that we have to do everything we can to have immaculate air immaculate water and do whatever else we can that's good you know we're planting a billion trees the billion tree project and it's very exciting you believe for a lot that, of people. that human Pollution, gas, greenhouse gas emissions contributes to the global warming of the planet? I think planet. a lot of things do, but I think to an extent, yes. I think to an extent, yes. But I also think we have to do better management of our forests. Every year, I get the call, California's burning. California's burning. If that was cleaned, if that were... If you had forest management, good forest management, you wouldn't be getting those calls. You know, in Europe, they live their forest cities. They're called forest cities. They maintain their forests. They manage their forests. I was with the head of a major country. It's a forest city. He said, sir, we have trees that are far more, they, they ignite much easier than California. There shouldn't be that problem. I well, I looked it up and Europe has had the worse forest fires in the last three years than they've had in their history so what he's saying is actual bullshit i mean this is a real thing there's forest fires everywhere now this is not just an america thing this is not just a california thing this is a global issue because this is based off of global warming i mean the fact that you just try to neglect this is is kind of disturbing but i'm gonna wrap up this episode here we will get into the second debate, so look out for that episode coming real soon. Thank you for following Base Journalism, the Oval Office Edition. My name is Terrell. Feel free to follow me at ita.movement for that fitness shit. And like that, we out of here. <laughs>